I have a resting bitch face. Welcome, travelers. We're gathered again for another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we get together and watch a movie that we loved from our past and see if that movie is actually still any good. Let's uh, go around the room real quick. I'm Nick. I'm Ash. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. Am I in this? And that's Bryce. <laughs> and we've got a special guest with us. Zach is joining us for this show. Hello. Thanks for inviting me. Hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. <laughs> we didn't tell Zach that he was joining us. We kidnapped him in an unmarked white van and uh, brought him along. That's, yeah, that's pretty much what happens every time we hang out, hang out with Zach. He loves yeah. it, you know. We actually bought the van just for this podcast. <laughs> just for Zach, though, specifically. Just for Zach. <laughs> people, people need to hear your voice and identify your character with the insightful comments you're going to be giving us. I don't think they're going to be very insightful. They're just <laughs> going to be me saying everything is bad. <laughs> yeah, Zach, Zach hates a lot of movies. But when he likes the movie, that's when you know it's really good. Yeah. So, Is there anything you want to promote? No. Uh, not really. Uh, Zach, is, Zach, Zach is like the, the, the co-writer on, on all of the, the Bread Eagles. Pro, the one Bread Eagles project. <laughs> <laughs> There's been, uh, we've co-wrote many things that haven't existed. Yeah, that's true. We... Zach, Zach is it, Zach is my uh, soulmate, imagination buddy. <laughs> no, I thought I was. The I thought soulmate. you were going to say imaginary friend for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Zach isn't actually here; he's imaginary. Zach is a professional writer, and if you like the things he says, he'll write them down for you. <laughs> <laughs> he'll write. Well, he's a scribe. Yeah, he'll, he's transcribing the whole podcast for us. His fee is really easy. All you have to do is pick him up in an unmarked white van. That's all he requests in his contract. Weird. It's a little Please weird. Please don't but... advocate that people kidnap me. That doesn't seem like a good idea. So this week we're going to be watching Galaxy Quest from 1999. And uh, so this, uh, this to me feels like a movie that's not that old. But, you know, it is from 1999. So it is 16 years old at this point. So I guess it is getting a little old. Nick, most of us on this podcast were still considered children at that time. Apparently. <laughs> so... Did you see Galaxy Quest in the theaters? Uh, no, Any I think I watched it on TV with my dad. <laughs> this the, is the silence is deafening. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually really, really interesting, particularly for this movie, whether you saw it in the theater. So am I the only one who saw it in the theater? I did not see it in the theater, no. Okay. I yeah. can't remember if I did or not. One I'm of the, pretty sure that was a DVD watch, like, as soon as it came out. But, I, but I, yeah. They, they did something very kind of crazy and interesting with this movie in the theater, and I don't think anybody's done it since because I don't think the idea worked. But this movie was presented in two different aspect ratios. The first oh. maybe 20 minutes of the movie is in the Academy ratio, 185, basically your 16 by 9 ratio. As soon as they're on the spacecraft and they open up and you see a vista of space, the theater operator was supposed to open the curtains wider to reveal the cinemascope aspect ratio. And you as the audience were supposed to be floored by this wide expanse of space. Like a Wizard of Oz sort of thing? Sort of like that. Wow. When I saw it in the theater, the theater manager was not doing it right, and so the first (laughs) 20 minutes was just distorted because they had, I guess, the wrong lens on it, or I don't know. So I don't know. I I guess we're going to watch it rented through a streaming service, and I don't know how it's going to play out. 
whether we'll see that whether we'll see not. the aspect ratio change. That kind of reminds me of the um, the new Wes Anderson movie, or not? Oh yeah, they did yeah. that a lot. Yeah, and, uh, they did that a lot where they changed aspect ratio, where they would go to four three and then six. Oh, when they by did nine. the flashbacks, was yeah. that Moonrise Kingdom? No, that was Hotel. No, no, no. Oh yeah, Hotel uh, Hotel. The, the hotel no, not Hotel one. Chevalier. Um, what is it called again? Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Grand Budapest, yes. yeah. Um, and that was an interesting thing, but that wasn't like specifically with the curtains or anything. That was just right. It was for is to mark flashbacks, right? It's like a creative decision that he made in the film, and it was like, or yeah, to mark flashbacks. Sorry, that's what. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry. No, yeah. it wasn't to mark flashbacks. No, it was a you're wrong. Decision it he was made to exactly mark what you said. <laughs> exactly. So Sam is bringing Galaxy Quest to the group. Um, so I'm curious why Galaxy Quest. Um, so, as you may know, I really like fantasy movies and oftentimes really bad movies. So I hope this isn't bad. Your last uh, one. Though <laughs> so I don't know if people will uh, have heard that yet or not, but that yeah. episode. I love bad movies. Um, so this one could go either way. I'm hoping it's great because it has Alan Rickman, who is amazing and everything. Uh, and it's sci-fi, which is one of my favorite genres. And you love and Star Trek, right? I really like Star Trek, and that's what I'm most excited about, because when I watched this as a kid, I hadn't watched Star Trek, but I watched it with my dad, who is a huge Star Trek fan. So now that I'm older, I've seen Star Trek, and I'm really excited to go back and watch this, having knowledge of Star Trek. So I'm expecting a lot of funny inside jokes and things that I will now get as an adult that I did not get as a kid. I think so. it's interesting that you're setting this up as, well, I like bad movies. I feel like this is generally respected as a very good movie. So I, I, I think I'm going to like it. I think most people are going to like it because I think the world generally likes this movie. Uh, yeah, I think, but I think it's like a, an enjoyment in a way that's not, you know, it's not Academy Award winning good. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's Doctor Who good where it's good, oh. but it's like, she's good. <laughs> Don't say cheese, like say whimsy. It's nachos. Nachos. I do. It's think whimsical nachos. Doctor Who is not whimsical nacho. Galaxy <laughs> Quest might be, and we might have a relationship problem if you continue to diss my Doctor Who. This is we'll beginning deal with of that the end. Later. Wow. We're, <laughs> we're, that's going to be part of your vows to Sam Brett when you guys get married. Is she's going to be like, you have to promise me that you will never diss Doctor Who again. Except for everything post tenant, that is, is, is fair calling, game. Is calling Doctor Who whimsical nachos a big diss? Because I like nachos. <laughs> and I like you whimsy. were saying it as a diss. <laughs> you weren't saying it as a like beautiful, delicious time traveling nachos. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, delicious time traveling nachos. Can we start that hashtag, please? Wibbly wobbly salsa. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly salsa. Oh man, this is good. <laughs> Is it wibbly no, wobbly cheesy wheezy? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, Galaxy meanwhile, Quest. back at the ranch. So I, I think I'm gonna like this movie. Sam, you think? What oh, do you I think, think? I think I'm gonna love this movie. <laughs> okay. But I don't know if it's gonna be because it's good. I think it's just because I love bad stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I think I love it, but. At, 
not necessarily because it's amazing. Ash, what do you think? Oh, I think I'm definitely going to love this movie. I watched this movie a lot when uh, when it came out through my childhood. Um, I haven't seen it in a really long time, but there are distinct scenes I remember. Specifically, I remember absolutely loving Tony Shalhoub in this movie. He just has, like, I think he steals the show, and he just has, like, some hysterical lines. Um, but I remember this movie being, I think, I think it has, like, a fantastic way of being both whimsical, both cheesy, but, like, it's just, it's not taking itself seriously in a good way, but yet there's still moments in the film where it, like, tugs at your emotions and heartstrings, and in my opinion, that's, like, you know, a really good making for a film where it's not taking for a comedy anyway where they're not taking themselves too seriously but at the same time the you know the characters in the right times do take things seriously so so you're you're going to be team Shalhoub I'm going to be team Rockwell I think oh, Sam yeah. Rockwell is the the shining gem in this movie I forgot he was in this movie <laughs> if if I'm remembering correctly Oh man Yeah uh Brett what do you think what's going to happen I think I am going to love this movie. <laughs> uh, I remember really liking this movie, and I mean, I, I feel like I remember a lot of it, and I, I think it's going to be good because because it's just it's it meets all of the right uh, comedy notes I, for, of of the kind of stuff that I. I like watching. I mean, the it, this, the spoof on the genre is great, and it's mostly like the character interactions that I remember spe- specifically that are like the best parts. So I can't really say all of them up front because I'll ruin the movie. Right. But it's it's yeah, I'm gonna like it. It's it, I think it'll be good. All right, Zach, what do you got? It's been a long time since I've seen this movie, and I think I think I'm not gonna like it as much as you guys because I never cared about a Star Trek as much as I think all of you guys. <gasps> Ouch. Well, yeah, to be clear, I have never seen Star Trek. Oh, you've never seen I, Star I've Trek? I've never, never seen, seen Star Trek? I've seen a few oh episodes of the original with William Shatner, but I have never seen, you know, the that's, new... I've seen the new movies, for sure, but, okay. like, it's like never... That's like saying oh. I've never had food with tomatoes. Like, <laughs> there's, like, a There's some people who are allergic to tomatoes. television is Star Trek. I've never, I've never seen Star Trek except for that, that new one, Enter- Enterprise. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> it's been a long road getting from there to here. I still haven't here. heard the theme song. I really, I don't want to taint my love of Star Trek with that. And I hear it's just dreadful. I was, I was so. so excited before Star Trek Enterprise came out, and my friends knew I was very excited. I had to work that night, so my roommates recorded it, and they saw it before I did. They just kind of sat there looking at me. As the opening credits rolled, waiting for my reaction to what was the worst choice that was ever made in all of Star Trek, that opening theme song. <laughs> it was a beautiful moment the first time that happened, because <laughs> my family also are huge Star Trek people, and I was, I was there during the premiere, and the excitement level before the show came up just dipped incredibly when the <laughs> like, actual what? theme song came on. What just happened? Is it like that moment where you're like, this is a joke, right? And you, oh, yeah. you spent like a full minute trying to figure it out. Oh, it felt it was like a national joke. moment of despair. <laughs> it's the episode one for Star Trek fans. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. <laughs> that is a great comparison. 
Although I watched that as a child and loved it, and I cannot be more mad at my childhood self for liking that movie. So Star Wars Episode One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how old are you? Wow. Yeah. How, how old were you when that came out? <laughs> I want to say elementary school. Nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. <laughs> so the same year that this movie came out. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Oh. What, what a great the same vintage. year that this wow. much better space movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think anybody is going to argue that Galaxy Quest is much better than that movie. I think is going to go in the books as fact here. <laughs> so let's try and put ourselves in a headspace where uh, we're, we're, I think, one year after the end of Home Improvement. <gasps> Two years oh. after the end of Wings, <laughs> which is what gave the world Tony Shalhoub. I don't know, what, seven or eight years after Die Hard, which is probably where all Americans fell in love with Alan Rickman. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, totally wasn't Harry Potter. Nope. Mm. Wait, what? Well, this was before Harry Potter, before though. Way before Harry Potter. The world loved Alan Rickman before Harry Potter. Die Hard made Alan Rickman. Yeah, See, I don't doubt that, but I watched Die Hard for the first time within the past five years, so I knew him through Harry Potter. You yeah, are not me the too. world. You are the children. Which is pretty funny you when you're watching a Die year Hard. You're older than me. And, and you haven't seen Die Hard before, but you've seen Harry Potter, and you're like, God, Snape's an evil motherfucker, isn't he? Like, the whole time you're watching that movie. I just had a hard time taking him seriously. I was like, Oh, you asked for a miracle? I give you the FBI. <laughs> I feel great. like Snape was such a nicer guy in Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> At least he wasn't a jerk to children. <laughs> <laughs> so try to put yourself in that headspace. Home improvement, wings. You know Sigourney Weaver from Ghost... S- Sigourney? Sigourney, Sigourney. S- Sigourney? Alien, aliens. <laughs> it's not delivery. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know Sam Rockwell at all, and you're about to have your socks rocked from Rockwell. Was this his first? This wasn't. His I don't first think film. it's his first, but nobody really knew Sam Rockwell before this movie. Wow! This is where he learned to rock well. Oh yes. yeah! But um, <laughs> so join us as we trek across the stars oh, on boy. a quest. Through the galaxy. Oh, boy. Roll the clock back to 1999, and let's jump in and check out Galaxy Quest and see if it's actually any good. Let's put it like it's 1999. Dumb. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, really? That's dumb. Editing. Are you guys one of those podcasts that says we're going to edit this out and then don't? No, I edit the shit out of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All right. I think a good way to start this conversation off would be to read a short line from an article that appeared on CNET and other news sources not less than two days ago, oh. um, which reads, Amazon Studios and Paramount Television are in the early stages of development <gasps> on a TV series based on the 1999 film that starred Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, and Sam Rockwell, Galaxy Quest. Oh, man. They're making a TV show about a movie about a TV show. So meta. (laughs) Early stages of development. Inception in real life, but not, but yet, but yes, but not. I I wonder, like, could they get Tim (laughs) Allen on this show? I hope so. Maybe. 
Uh, has he done anything since like the Santa Claus Six or whatever they're on? <laughs> yeah, is it hard to get he's, Tim Allen nowadays? Or he's one do, of David like, Mamet's guys now. He doesn't do like really huge stuff, but he does interesting stuff. Hey, what'd you guys think of Galaxy Quest? It was a hell of a thing. <laughs> it was the most amazing shit ever. It was amazing, and not that it was shit because it was great, and it lived up and exceeded every expectation. It lived up and, and exceeded. Yeah. These guys were laughing at it yeah. despite what they're going to tell you. Zach was laughing at it and, like, hating it at the same time. Oh, okay. Well, I feel a like you're bit, supposed yeah. to, like, to some degree, you know, like, it's making fun of itself, right? Like, it's making fun of this whole Star Trek genre. Uh, so it's – and that's kind of what I meant by, like, it doesn't take itself seriously, and but sometimes it does – all at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I do like it, and I did enjoy it, but some of the gags are just a little too on the nose. Really? You know. Hmm. What? I disagree. I'm with you, it's Sam. It's also barely a parody. Yeah, they were yeah. too easy. They, they, were, they were shooting targets that were too easy, I think, which I don't want to take that away from it. It's, it's still great, but I think, yeah. Shoot, what do you mean by that? I Elaborate. Know. Like the funny voices, the... I'm a weird alien. I can't talk normal. The stuff. the transporter oh, that, that was... turns the thing inside out actually happened mm-hmm. in Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Zach was mentioning that something similar happened. Uh, I was mentioning that. Sorry. No, Zach that. fired. <laughs> <laughs> the whole scene where they're trying to there's drama over using the teleporter on a human for the first time right. is an actual episode of Star Trek Enterprise. Yes, exactly. Although that was after Galaxy Quest. Yes, it was way after so, Galaxy Quest. So That's then like you can't parody. use that as a, yeah. So, yes, Star Trek took ideas <laughs> from, from Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. That's, what, that's what it seems to be. Now, wow. I don't know a lot about Star Trek, but like, what about the goo that covered them and then shot them into space? I've never seen that before. Yeah. Oh, that is no- Yeah, that was an original idea. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm not saying it didn't have any original ideas. I think it had some really good stuff. But there were a few gags, like the, you know, hidden in its vulnerable spots, you know. Or the, uh, I feel like that's that's like a a joke from before the joke that it's about happened, which was uh, Giant Enemy Crab. What? No? No one remembers Giant Enemy Crab? Bryce, you remember Giant Enemy Crab. What the fuck are you talking about? Giant Enemy Crab. Sounds like something you're going to edit out. This is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) We're not here to please our listeners. Right. Dead air is fine. This is podcasting. This is the future. <laughs> oh my god! Fix Speaking of the future, Star Trek is amazing, and their parody of it in the beginning was hilarious, especially with the little kid that was piloting the yeah. whole entire ship. I was going to ask you, like, because I, was, I so for me, I'm coming from the perspective of like I don't know a lot of these Star Trek things, so I'm just enjoying it mm-hmm. as someone who doesn't know. So, did you catch more Star Trek jokes this time around? Oh, absolutely. Because oh, yeah, I mean, they all went. Jokes. Yeah, they all went over my head. And having seen the entire next gen series, it's hilarious to me now. Like, but aren't there actual jokes? No, oh, yeah. it's like, more well, just like the. F- well, when he's on the planet with the rock monster, and and rock Lareda, monster, <laughs> he's like, you need to look around your environment and see if you can construct a, a weapon from what's around you. Like, that's directly from the Kirk and Gorn fight. Like, that's a joke right. directly from Episode number... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite know that. 
So did it make it more enjoyable yes. for you, Sam? Ye- I would say yes, yes. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Because it seems like yeah. it made it less enjoyable for people like Nick and Zach. Would you guys say that? It, the- no, no, no. I think I no, no. that's a good gag, but there are other gags that are just. But like, it sounds like your problem with the movie was, was, you know, these Star Trek things that like, to me, they're just all original new things to me. And so I don't have no, a problem with them. I, I think we, we fell down this weird path of we're having a conversation about what for me was just such a minor little complaint. Like oh I my god! I oh put, my god! I wouldn't put any any stock I, I in that. It was just eh, every now and then the gags were too on the nose and yeah. All right. But yeah, I th- I think that it's it's less of the Star Trek jokes that were the problem, and more that the slapstick was ridiculous. But that's part of its charm. Yeah. I don't know. The physical comedy is hilarious. Like the way the aliens move and like they clap with their hands facing up and down and like mm. bob their heads weird. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious because it it's, it's their reflection of what they oh. think that humans are. But what's interesting, Nick, is like I felt that way about what held American Summer, but I don't feel that way about this one. And oh, you felt the opposite. Yeah. So perhaps it's just like different tastes in comedy and i grew up watching slapstick comedy so i'm i'm like a big fan of that genre yeah these these things land differently for different people yeah absolutely but like things like the uh, the three of us didn't even have like a smile you know ha- half a smile going when the they fucking hit that guy in space like a bug on the windshield. Oh god, I laughed actually. I remember yeah, thinking I that was too. amazing the first time I saw it. This time it's like meh. I uh, see I didn't remember that part. I didn't expect yeah. it coming. It's a so great he's gag. like general blah 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 and I'm like, "Oh shit." Uh, and then it hits the windshield and yeah. I just wasn't expecting it at all and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that's a good gag. I don't know why it didn't hit me very hard this time, but well, if you're expecting it, it's the type of thing that it's I wasn't like, expecting it either. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So there's something that I didn't want to mention before watching the movie because I guess it's kind of a spoiler. But there's something that I've noticed. There is a, a certain set of movies that have exactly the same plot, mm. which is Galaxy Quest, Three Amigos, and Bugs Life. And the story is huh. we villagers are under attack. We have seen the performance of the heroes that will save the villagers. We believe the performance is real, so we go and hire the heroes to help us, and it turns out they're not real heroes. So it's exactly the same story as Bugs Life and Three Amigos. Yeah. Yeah, not, not, not even on that like, archety- archetype level, but like literally the same plot. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's really interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're that close. I mean, the premise is the same, but Bugs Life comes down really the opposite direction where they, Bugs Life is all about how they could always save themselves. Yeah. Where this movie is really, you need the crew. The crew is the stars versus Flick, the ant, yeah, the star there, of a bug. There's True, certainly but- differences, but here's what I want you to do, Zach. I want you to imagine for a moment the main villain in Close Bugs your Life. eyes. <laughs> Once you've got the main villain in Bugs Life in your head, now get in your head the main villain from Galaxy Quest <laughs> and put them side yeah, by side. Kinda- I was thinking during the movie, he reminds me a lot of Hopper. Yeah. (laughs) I will admit that. (laughs) And I would say that, like, while I think you have a very valid point, Zach, I would say also a little bit of the ending was, you know, that Mathazar is the leader that his people really needed all along. And, and, you know, they're kind of like, hey, you're 
you're actually the the valid leader that your people need. So a little bit of that happened. Definitely the they have more of the spotlight though. But yeah, it, but he didn't really do much to save them. Right. I mean, he got his ass they were tortured. like you. He beat someone up with yeah. a cane. <laughs> True. It, yeah. it's, just, it's kind of funny that like they obviously had as a society the means to not get fucking murdered uh, <laughs> because they could just watch a show and make this like universe altering time traveling thing on a button uh, without knowing what it did. Yeah, like at all. That was always the part of this movie that I could not get on board with. It's like, we built this ship and we don't know how to fly it. Well, what? I don't think they, <laughs> they said that they didn't built... know how to fly it. They were just giving them yeah. the opportunity to fly it because they had a crew that was flying yeah. it before. They actually <laughs> say that every time they use their own technology, it does not work out well. Oh, right. All, yeah. right. Hmm. all right. So they didn't but fly I wonder, it before. But I wonder if that's them in general or them specifically because they're like the 50 people that made it off the planet. Yeah. That, that's one of those cases <laughs> oh, where that point. is a good explanation. They should have put that in the movie. Save only the stupid like, people. Like <laughs> the people who know how to use this <laughs> are dead. <laughs> yeah, that I would have. That would have. That would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been. So I, I want to talk about the fact that Rain Wilson was in this movie <laughs> yes. and then just disappears. That was on my list. What the hell? He was the one who could <laughs> he not shows talk up like, like an once idiot. Or twice. <laughs> he was like regular Rain Wilson yeah, voice. <laughs> It was like D- Dwight doing a fan impression yeah. of. It the totally aliens. was. I'm doing yep. his own alien voice. It was, yeah. I was like, oh my god, Rain Wilson. And I looked it up on IMDb, and this was his first movie, actually. Before this, really? Yeah. Before this, he did a TV show, but this was his first movie. And in 1999, he did another movie as well. So I don't know what. I don't know if his. If that conflicted with this one, and that's why he's not in the second half, I don't know. Funny thing, I think Rain Wilson was actually in an episode of Monk oh. as the murderer. He was! Because I, re- I remember yeah, that episode! Yeah, I was watching that episode with one of my college roommates, and I they show him in silhouette, and I was like, that's Rain Wilson! <laughs> and, and they're like, no, it's not! You're like, understating it this. It was... It was fucking like three. Pi- it was the. It was like a CSI, like enhanced. Like I think that's Rain Wilson in the fucking crowd, like the baseball crowd in the background. And yeah. I was like, "The fuck are you talking about? Like that's just like three pixels on the screen." And then they like cut away and cut back closer, and it's fucking Rain Wilson. And I'm like, "Oh my god, what the hell?" I told you it was him. Nobody believed me, but it was. If we ever need a so, Where's yeah. Waldo moment with Rain Wilson, call Sam. What's funny about that is when that scene happened in Galaxy Quest, I was like, oh, my God, is that Bill Hader? Yeah. Nick thought it was was Bill Hader. No, no, that's Rain Wilson. No, that's Rain Wilson. It was amazing. Yeah, we totally forgot Jason Long was in this, too. Yeah, Justin Long. Justin Justin Long, sorry. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that was was the thing that gave the world Justin Long. Really? Justin Long in, in yet another part where he's a forgettable character. Yeah. But such a familiar face. Yeah, I'm like, I'm always like, I see Justin Long so many places, and he's never the star of anything. I was, uh, I was, was like, star of- where do I know this guy from? So I looked him up, and I was like, I don't feel like I've seen anything mm. in particular where I would be like, yeah, that guy. But it, I know him. Yeah. It occurred to me watching this movie, I, I enjoy finding what, what I like to think of as looper pairs. 
you know, like the movie looper. Yeah, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt oh, and boy. Bruce Willis were like really good looper pairs. Right? Okay, okay. I think that Tim Allen and Justin Long would make great looper pair. I don't know. Oh God, no! I don't think I they don't look. Know. No, I don't think no. they look anything no. I think, like. I totally think it would work. I think they're a good looper pair. I thought pair. you were just going to say that Justin Long looks a hell of a lot like Joseph Gordon-Levitt there. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. That's, yeah. that's what I'm thinking, too. Him and Jay Burchell, they all kind of morph together to me. Yeah, I don't know. So, Brett, what did you think? I thought this was pretty great. It definitely lived up to, to my mental hype. Um, but I wasn't expecting on, on rewatching this uh, that Tony Shalhoub was that amazing. Dude, I'm telling you, yes. he's the best part of the movie. You know, what's yeah. funny is I was, it. I was Team Rockwell before and after the movie, I'm Team Shalhoub. Totally Tony yeah. Shalhoub. He's yeah. amazing. Tony Shalhoub deserves all the good things that come his way because he's amazing. Yeah. Yep. He, he was hilarious and thoroughly enjoyed his performance and character. I do love that moment and with I, Sam Rockwell where Sam Rockwell's like, are you high? Like, to Tony Shalhoub? <laughs> that, that could not possibly have been scripted. I know. I think that what Tony Shalhoub did with that character could not have possibly been in the script. Right. Like, I'm sure he made that up on set. And then at a certain point, the actors were like, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> Brett noticed a funny thing when um, Sigourney Weaver and Tim Allen's characters were going to go through the Crusher part. Uh-huh. <laughs> the bad dub. Oh, yeah. The awful, the awful, awful. Oh, screw uh, this. Uh, screw this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very obviously not screw this. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And it's like, well, I mean, that must have been like the best reaction take or, or they only shot one shot of that. I love. <laughs> I think they may have been actually paring it down for like. PG-13 or PG or whatever, because when the rock monster has its, like, hero moment and Tim Allen says, oh, darn, um, you know, I think they probably dubbed that hmm. to soften hmm. it. It didn't look like it was dubbed, but I also thought similar lines in that uh, exact scene. I thought how hilarious it was that Sigourney Weaver's shirt was, like, totally zipped up. In one shot, and then we cut to an insert, and we cut back, and her shirt is completely unzipped for absolutely no reason, because they've just been standing in this room. But well, of course, you'd know the reason. I mean, that's the gag, is that she's been It's exploited. like before, well, yeah, that's I know the, the gag, gag but character. like, there was just, it just, it's just like literally the same scene. It would be like cutting to a shot of somebody cutting away and cutting back, and suddenly their shirt's off, like... It wasn't. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a they did that. Yeah, they did that. T- Tim Allen went, oh, went yeah. from shirt to shirtless in three cuts. <laughs> you know, I, it's ripped off by the rock monster. I, I, we never see it ripped off. It was like on and then half off and then completely off. See it weirdly like slide off. I, I'm with it you, Zach. Yeah, because I remembered the whole uh, the gag of uh, I see you got your shirt off. So I was kind of paying attention during that whole thing, and it's like he's fighting the pig with his jacket. He loses a jacket. Then his shirt gets ripped fighting the rock monster. And there's a moment where the rock monster is holding him and his shirt is like up around his shoulders. The rock monster throws him and the shirt stays in the rock monster's hand. So what you're telling me is that you oh, spent a whole yeah. time like dedicated to Watching looking at his Tim. Shirt get peeled off. Looking at Tim yeah. Allen's nipples is what you were looking <laughs> Just for. Just waiting for Waiting that for moment. the nip slip. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least at least it was it was Tim Allen that got like 
the beefcake shot before they started undressing anyone else. <laughs> you don't want to see Rickman? <laughs> <laughs> he's British. I, he's There's nothing yeah. to see. Yeah. Yeah. He's British, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine he looks I'm... like he looked in Dogma. Which was what? oh man? He Does Dogma? he take his shirt off? Of yeah, him? he was the the archangel, and he had no parts. The voice of he God. He was the the Ken doll downstairs. Oh yeah. wow! Alan Rickman I has quite a diverse and- acting yeah. career. <laughs> a diverse, wide set amount of movies, but the same character. That's sometimes true. it feels like Alan Rickman cares about his career, and sometimes it doesn't. Well, it's funny you say that, Sam, <laughs> because I charm. made the comment when the movie is over that we just saw Sam Rockwell as Sam Rockwell. Like, that mm-hmm. was absolutely the Sam Rockwell character that you see in every other Sam Rockwell movie. Enjoyable, yeah. though, it may be. He just seems so, so slimy and Yeah, if you, gave, if you gave Guy whatever, uh, you know, a couple million dollars, he would be the hammer from... Uh, oh, Iron yeah, Man. Justin Hammer. Well, he, actually, he was actually the hammer. The, uh, what's, what's his hammer face? Hammer time. Fuck the villain. MC Hammer? He was the villain. Are you t- he was the bad guy. You're talking about what Justin talking Hammer about? in Iron Man 2. Yeah. Yes. I know. I was. Zach was looking was at me like he, like he... I have no idea what He's like, what the fuck oh. are you talking about? Bro? You referred to him as the <laughs> Hammer. <laughs> because I couldn't remember his name. He's Hammer, hammer Man. <laughs> One thing that I really liked, do you remember I was talking about that thing? And I don't know, like clearly we didn't see it in the streaming version, but where the aspect ratio would change. Oh, yeah. Right? So the moment where he's standing on the platform and he sees the planets out there, that would have been the moment where it changed from 185 to CinemaScope. Mm -hmm. Which, watching it again is kind of brilliant because the very, very, very beginning of the movie was the old TV show, which was 4x3. Right. They pulled out from that into the convention and we would have been in 185 as the real world. And then they would have pulled out again the CinemaScope when right. he was in space. I think that's kind of a good hmm. mechanic. It's too bad you don't really get the effect of it. Yeah, because they didn't have that on the stream. No, did you guys have it? Give me a sec. Cause I we, don't think we had it. I'm pretty. Sh- it's. I'm pretty sure. Like the opening sequence was four three. Well, yeah, it was, but we're so. talking about. But he's saying there was a second transition. Yeah, we're talking about when oh, wait, he sees is, space for the first time. But it's, it's kind of a cool, and like you, you were comparing it to The Wizard of Oz, it's, it's kind of this really neat way of setting a completely different time and... Space? Yeah. That's not... <laughs> it was a pun. It's like this level of existence. Like there's this... <laughs> Zach got it. <laughs> yeah. There's like the TV world, and then there's like what we think is, okay, this is real, and then there's like, this is really, really real. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a good, it's it's a creative filmmaking. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's a little too big for its britches, in my opinion. I don't know. The concept? I would agree with that. I would yeah. agree it with only plays that this in movie the has theater no business being this good. If the yeah. theaters didn't do it properly, then oh well. I don't know. I, I, I think with this story, it's more about the comedy than it is about like the cinematic masterpiece. Oh, I see. And I feel like, right. I mean, yeah. It's cool that they would have tried it, but I, I don't think it's fitting for the tone of this movie for them to have made that decision. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think... Yeah, how late how late into the theatrical run did you see the movie? Uh, like, how profitable was this? Was this, like, a big hit at the time? I don't... I don't. I think it did pretty well. I think this is Let one of see. those cult I mean, Go ahead and yeah. continue while I look impression. at some IMDb's. Zach, what did you think? I think... 
I like it, but I also think it's a really weird movie in that like the actual story and the plot and all that kind of stuff is really weird and it's a skipped over and bad, but every it's really funny and entertaining. So why do you think the, the plot is bad? Just like the general idea or what's really like, there's no motivation for the villain. He's just a bad guy. That's true. He just is angry at them and doesn't like them. And wants well, to kill have them. A thing. his motivation is, I want the thing. Yeah. He wants the thing. <laughs> Whatever the thing is. It's kind of weird that he wants the thing, and then he's like, blow up the spaceship with the thing I want. Right? Like, Yeah, he, he doesn't make any that sense. That didn't make any yeah, much sense. It was sense. clearly like, okay, we want to put them in this situation, and we want to put them in this situation, and then this situation. Write me mm-hmm. a path from one situation to the next. Or, or was the whole plot a spoof on yes. shitty, like, non-sequitur Star Trek Definitely. Plots? See, that's sure. the thing. Is like, it's kind that's of brilliant. That's too high concept. <laughs> it's too high concept for the movie. It's way too high concept. Like, no one's going to get that. But I got it. And that, see, I, as I was watching the movie. And it only took, like, 15 years. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, I haven't even seen Star Trek. And I understood, like, there were several things, like, like the stupid smasher things that they have to walk through, <laughs> that they're even like, this is stupid. And they flat out call this out. This is poorly written. Yeah, they, pla- they call yeah. it out. And I think the whole thing is supposed to be, like, I think it's forgivable because it's like, yeah, we know this is ridiculous and over the top. Like, the whole idea of a civilization seeing a TV show and thinking that it's, like, historical documents, even though there's an opening credits that clearly tells you, like, so-and-so playing this person, is, like, ridiculous and totally something that you would only see on one of those, you know, ridiculous original Star Trek episodes kind of thing. So I feel like it's a bit forgivable because... They're, like, trying to make fun of that. Yeah, it's also, I feel like it's forgivable, too, because it's a character-driven story and not necessarily, like, all about the intricacies of the plot. Because mm-hmm. you, you want to see how these characters react, and you don't really care about how they got into that situation. You just want to know, like, what they'll do. Right. And Which how goes back respond, to slapstick comedy principles is it's not about how did Buster Keaton get on that train. It's about how do, how does Buster Keaton interacting with this train that's funny and entertaining. You know, but when you really mm. boil down the general, it's like a two hour movie of Buster Keaton on a train, which doesn't sound interesting. <laughs> which means Zach don't overanalyze the plot. Oh, <laughs> I understand. But I will say, Go for it. I wish I had an example here, but I don't, that you can have a really well-integrated plot in a good slapstick comedy. Those exist. Yeah. There's not a ton of them, but they definitely exist. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Well, I want to, I mean, th- this is, you know, met, meta outside the podcast zone, but that's like exactly the point uh, Hector was trying to make uh, <laughs> yesterday about Looney Tunes and how like the, the, uh, the slapstick tells the story and it's not, they're not separate from each other. It's not like a story where there's also jokes, but like they're actually using the, the comedy to, to progress, progress the, plot. the plot. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. What Looney Tunes have plots. Like, I can't really think of any. Feed the kitty. What was he talking about? Uh, was it that Elmer, Elmer Fudd? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Looney Tunes is a pretty good example of that. But thanks, thanks, Hector Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the wonderful Hector Navarro, who is going to be one of, on one of our Let's Drinks episodes. So you have that to look forward to. Let's drink. Let's drinks. <laughs> I swear I'm not wow. drunk, Mom. 
I swear I'm not drunk. <laughs> so, it Nick, what, is, today. what did you think, <laughs> Nick? Yeah, I, I, I think it was very good. It is very good. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely a great movie. It, I, I think I enjoyed it a lot more the first time that I saw it 15 years ago. Yeah, it's 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 definitely fun. It just didn't hit me as hard. You know, I, I think that that something very I don't know, kind of a bummer about it is, you know, Tim Allen's supposed to be just hit like a ton of bricks with this stark realism of this situation that he's in. And that moment is meant to be carried by this visual effects makeup on Saris. That, that is supposed to be the moment what, that he realizes this isn't a fake thing. This isn't kids playing around in a set. This isn't a convention. It's a real monster. And unfortunately, that makeup fell very, very flat. I did not feel like that was real at all. It was very like his mouth is not moving with the dialogue. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> there was an entire scene on on the alien ship where everything was not was mismatched with the dialogue. Yeah. Can I save you from the internet's wrath for a second here? Because Saren was not makeup. He was an animatronic head. Whoa. Okay, thank you. But, <laughs> but, but the, yeah, still I mean, the same, the, the argument is there. It's, you know, we're talking about these movies in context of does it hold up to a modern audience? And I don't think it holds up to a modern audience because I can see the strings, you know? I couldn't see strings. Yeah, and, well, I don't mean literal strings. We, we work with the animatronic head people. Yeah, I know. And when, it's, when there's dialogue, the lips match, man. Yeah, it's, he was a lot better after he got beat up a little bit, and I'm not really sure why. <laughs> well, you know, don't talk to me about animatronic lips not matching, because you go back, what would it have been, 10 years previous? Because Nick has you... worked really hard on getting his own animatronic lips to match. <laughs> Over the <laughs> so my point is like ten years earlier, Little Shop of Horrors, right. and they really put some work into it, and they they filmed the puppet at like half speed so that they could speed it up to make it actually look like it was singing. So they devised a new way to shoot the puppet to make it work. Well, let me ask you this though: Is it part of the charm of making fun of that genre? Like, is it intentional? Is it perhaps I don't think in making that case, fun of it? Because I mean, that was the moment I, where he was supposed to realize this is not fake. This is actually real. Mm-hmm. And that moment should have been carried with your absolute best attempt at making it look real. And, and if he really wanted to make fun of Star Trek, shouldn't he have been a forehead alien? Absolutely. <laughs> By which I mean an alien with a weird forehead. Yeah. Like, which Absolutely. Alan Rickman was yeah. clearly making fun of that. Now, on that note, I feel like for 1999, the CG held up yeah. surprisingly well. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Surprisingly yeah. well. I mean, we just watched, was it Starship Troopers? Nice. Yeah. yeah. And You're in love with Paul Verhoeven like now? CG. And yeah, we watched that before. Uh, I wasn't. I did not like it, but I wasn't thrilled. But I don't feel like the CG in that one was as good as the CG in Galaxy Quest. Mm. By which we mean the CG in Starship Troopers was fucking bad. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that whole movie just I mean, bad, though? No. I've never seen it's it. It's such no. a great movie. I feel like it falls into the category of awesomely bad. Yeah, that's what I yeah, thought it's it was. Aw- it's awesomely bad, but it's another satire. Kind of, it's like making fun of the genre of, like... yeah. 
the war action thing, but yeah, it is a. But if given a choice between that and Galaxy Quest, I would pick Galaxy Quest a thousand times. Starship over. Troopers. You would pick Starship without Troopers. hesitation. Wow. Uh, Starship Troopers. I think I was in Galaxy Quest. Yeah. All right. Okay. Zach's on Team Galaxy Quest. Well, I I am on Team Galaxy Quest as well. I thought it was really good. I I feel like it it totally held up for me. Like I definitely noticed the lip thing and that was kind of like, you know, I could see how it takes you out of it, but I felt the actual prosthetics um, and makeup and CG on everything looked pretty damn good, considering... <laughs> and Alan Rickman's slowly failing prosthetics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I thought it was all really good. Um, I, I enjoyed the whole thing, and, and I, I think it shows that this movie stands up even if you haven't seen a lot of Star Trek. You can still enjoy it as well. So, Bryce, what did you think of Galaxy Quest? It was good. All right. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. I don't mean to bust bust you open, but out of the group, Bryce was the only person who had never seen Galaxy Quest ever. What? This was his I first was view. Ask that. Yeah. So, Bryce, did it hold up to a modern day expectation? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> There's our answer, yeah. guys. We need to discuss no more. <laughs> It has been settled. All right, so I think uh, I think Galaxy was a was a success. I think that was a a, a good use of our time. And I, do you? I, do you? I did. Is that how you're going to end Just... it? Just telling the audience, yes, this was good. Don't worry. I don't care what you thought. Well, it's great. How, how else are the viewers, the, the listeners, supposed to know how they're supposed to feel about the show? <laughs> we don't tell them. That's great. Great. So uh, we'd, we'd love to hear what you think about Galaxy Quest if you watched along. So you can always uh, drop us a line on Twitter. Let us know if you liked Galaxy Quest, if you hated Galaxy Quest, if you have some ideas for some movies that we should cover on Let's Rewatch. And uh, you can find us at Let's Rewatch on Twitter. No underscores or spaces or anything. And... <laughs> Let's Rewatch is part of Laughstash TV. Uh, please check us out at Laughstash TV. You can follow us on Twitter at Laughstash TV. And then you can find us on YouTube. Uh, our YouTube channel is Laughstash TV as well. What was I going to say? I have a website now. I, I, did I tell you guys? I, uh, I, I owned the domain for breadeagles.com for like three years now and never actually used it linked it to my website are you shitting me (laughs) i have spent more time reviewing your website than i have on pinterest so that's (laughs) That's unsettling you have like showed me all the different new layouts of your website anyway okay anyway uh you can find the 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 brett music at uh breadeagles.com it's bread the food eagles the bird (laughs) and uh like a delicious flying sandwich <laughs> you know, yeah. Also, also on Twitter at bread underscore eagles. You, you should introduce that as bread the seventies band eagles the seventies band. <laughs> That's perfect. And you you can download like an hour of Brett's music for free, which is pretty awesome. Especially if you like you know eight bitty stuff. I'm never gonna release it as an album. <laughs> <laughs> because why not? Anyway. Thanks, thanks to Zach again for being yeah, here. Yeah, thanks, Zach. 
Can people follow you anywhere? Sorry, I can't plug stuff. I know you're supposed to like come on podcasts to plug stuff. Zach is is professionally opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a question to ask Zach, uh, do do you have a Twitter or? Uh... I do not. Okay, you can ask any of us, and we'll ask Zach yeah. for you. Or you can go outside and just <laughs> shout into the universe, and Zach will hear you somewhere. <laughs> hashtag Ask Zach. Yeah. I am omniscient. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, let's use hashtag Ask Zach. Yes. Tweet at us with hashtag AskZach, and we will get you questions, answers. Well, maybe just questions. (laughs) Zach will answer your question with a question. All right, so thanks for joining us for another Let's Rewatch and Galaxy Quest. Yeah, next week, we're going to be watching Cheech and Chong, Still (laughs) Smoking.